as Father Toretta said, Lent is a time for reflection, a time for us to reflect on all that God has done for us. Perhaps we ought to start in the morning when we look in the mirror for the first time. Instead of saying, oh, you beautiful thing, don't you ever die, start thinking about who is that reflection that I see in the mirror? What is he about? How does he live his life? How does he follow the dictates of God? Or does he even consider God in his actions? On this first Sunday of Lent, the readings take us back to the beginning point of where we should start our search. And from the book of Genesis, we see that God has prepared a place for Adam and Eve. And this place is wonderful beyond all comparison. It's theirs. It's perfect. And it only has one law. Don't touch or eat the fruit of the tree in the center of the garden. One simple command. So go ahead and do whatever you want in the garden. It's yours. Just remember. And one day, Eve is there. There's a serpent there, and I've often wondered, is a serpent on the ground or is he in the tree? And he speaks to her, and he said, Just what did God tell you about this tree and this fruit? What did he tell you you could do or you couldn't do? And she quoted verbally back to him exactly what God had told them. And he said, God lied to you. God lied to you. As he knows the moment you break that command, you are one like him. You are a goddess. Adam will be a god. And you will be in command. So she reaches out and touches that fruit. And she doesn't die. She takes a bite. She doesn't die. Maybe God lied to me. Here, Adam, take a bite. And when God uncovered this, when he was aware of what they had done, he challenged them. And he went to Adam and he said, why? Why did you do this? And Adam says, as we typical males do, that woman that you gave me, she made me eat of that fruit. And he goes to Eve, and he says, Eve, why? That serpent, he tricked me. And there it began, that consequence of, not me, not me, somebody else, somebody else did it. And it's followed us down through time. The serpent must have had a marvelous little smirk on his face going, Mission accomplished. Chaos reigns again. They have turned their back on God. And we fast forward to the scene. 
Jesus has just come out of the water after receiving John the Baptist's baptism. And he has heard the word, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And the Spirit leads him out into the desert where he fasts. He's going to find out what kind of a mission he's going to conduct. He's going to find out how faithful he will be to God and his agreement. And as he fasts and he finishes 40 days, he's deeply hungry. The tempter again approaches with that famous if statement. If you are the Son of God, then change these rocks in the stone. No big problem. That ought to be a simple thing for the Son of God. And he says, man is not to live on bread alone. Second time, if, if you are the Son of God, throw yourself off this parapet. God won't let you get hurt. It'll be an easy fall. You'll be gently cradled right to the ground. Don't worry about it. You're covered if you are the Son of God. And one last thing. While we're here, why don't you bow down to me, and this is what I'll give you. Everything that this world holds true. Power. Greed. Envy. All these things you can have that people will be envious of you because of what you have because of me. This will not be the last time Jesus will hear if brought up to him. And if we go forward a little bit further, we find Jesus condemned to death, carrying that cross, nailed to that cross, and people at the foot of the cross saying, If you are the Son of God, come down from that cross, and then we will believe in who you claim to be. So where are we in the midst of all this? What have we learned from what we hear in sacred scripture? What does it tell us we should be like versus what we find ourselves to be like? There's a little passage in the divine office that we pray each day during Lent at midday. And it says, As I live, says the Lord, it is not the death of a sinner that I want, but rather that he turn back to me and live. What a simple commandment. I understand you have a propensity to stumble and fall. I know there are times where you will yield to temptation. But I want you back. And I'll forget all that you have done if you just turn back to me. Turn back and live. Paul, in his letter, said, you know, it was the failure of one person 
that sin and death entered into the world. And there was a second Adam who came, and because of his obedience, sin and death were conquered. Death is still with us. Sin is still with us. But the promise given by Christ's sacrifice on the cross is that once again, we are reconciled to the Father. We are again sons and daughters, inheritors of his kingdom. So what should this Lent be about? It should be about a reflection on how well I'm attuned to that message of hope. Because if I am truly attuned to that message, then daily I can pick up my cross and follow him. I can forgive those who are hurting me. I can have the strength to say, not my will, but your will be done. And I can hold my head high against those who say, why do you believe in that faith that you claim to believe in? That's passé. That has no meaning in the 21st century. But because of that sacrifice, I can say it means all to me because it is my life. Let us then enjoy being reconciled to the Lord, and let us start our reconciliation by being reconciled to one another.